0: A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. It's interesting how two words can capture your attention. No way. Heads up. Actually, those might be some of my least favorite. Quite honestly, I don't even think they should be used in emergency situations. I was playing dodgeball once with our youth group, and somebody screamed, heads up, and I did that. I popped my head up, and just as quickly as I threw it up, it snapped back as I got hit in the face with a ball and actually had lost my vision for the rest of that night. Okay, what are some other two words? You're hired. It changes the trajectory of your life. You're fired. I actually don't know if anybody really gets fired like that, but whatever. How about this? I do. Or thank you. You're welcome. Do you remember Let's Roll? If not, Google it. See what I did there? There's another two words I use all the time. Google it. How about you win? Or you're right. Or I'm sorry. Trust me. I'm pregnant. Or one of my favorites Carpe Diem which is probably tied with, let's eat. Or, as we read in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. I heard that as a kid and dismissed it. I didn't understand quite yet that we shouldn't be doing that with Scripture, but seriously, pray continually? What could this possibly mean, this word continually? There's got to be some scholarly breakdown here. What do we know? Well, we know it's used three times in this letter. Paul, Silas, and Timothy sent this letter together to the Church of the Thessalonians. They love these people, like tons. And they told them that early on in the letter. Verses 2 and 3 says, We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear pray continually in those verses? Paul said he thanks God for them as he, listen, continually remembers before our God, which is another way of saying praise. We get that. We might say, I told the Lord, or I brought my request before God, or whatever. Anyway, here Paul says he continually prays with thanksgiving when he remembers the Thessalonians and their faith-inspired, hopefully motivated acts of love. Next, in chapter 2, verse 13, he says, we also thank God continually, Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. Here he continually prays with thanksgiving when he remembers they believed the truth when he shared it with them. So what is it? Is he continually thanking God for their faith-inspired, hopefully motivated acts of love? Or is he continually thanking God for their belief in the truth? Can you continually do two things? I remember thinking along these lines when I was a kid and we'd sing that song, The Greatest Thing in All My Life. Do you remember that one? The greatest thing in all my life is loving you. And we sing that. The greatest thing in all my life is loving you. And then verse two, the greatest thing in all my life is serving you. What? And then verse three, the greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. And I thought, what on earth? It cannot be all these things. Hello, greatest, what's the deal? Am I loving, serving, or knowing? Which is the greatest? And how is everyone else okay with singing this? Which brings me back to my original two-word statement, and the final time that Paul uses this word in this letter. Pray continually. That's the whole verse. Is this possible? The Greek word used here is adialiptos, which means incessantly, without intermission. Well, looks like continually means continually. So what does that mean for my everyday life? How can I ask for directions when I'm lost? How can I have conversations with my friend? What's the deal? We live in relationship with God, and all we do and how he lives is an extended conversation with him. I remember years ago, living through a stretch of gray, cold winter days. I don't normally struggle in the winter season. I actually love snow, but apparently I also love sun more than I knew. Anyway, it had been gray for weeks, and I was sick of it. I woke up and knew I had got to get out of my house, or I would never get out of my slump. The two older kids were in school, so I took my four-year-old daughter, Greta, threw her in her car seat and strapped two-year-old Tim in as well. And we started running errands. We got the car washed first, which was stupid. But anyway, we did. We got the car washed first, went to the grocery store for a little bit. We went to the bank. We dropped off some stuff at the library. We went to the post office and then we started heading home. And then it happened. As I was heading east at this four-way stop, the post office was on my right. The hospital was on my left, the sky broke, and the sun burst through in all its glory. And it was like a switch flipped in my brain. And I shouted, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for creating the sun and the warmth. Thank you for this very moment. I feel like I'm going to remember forever. And I didn't want to celebrate alone. So with great joy, I turned to Greta and I spoke using oh so many exclamation points. Oh, Greta, aren't you so glad that God is so amazing that he'd create a light so big that could light up the entire world? She looked at me with a deadpan face and her, if you're excited, I'm not attitude and said, it's dark in Hong Kong, which threw me. First of all, I thought, how does a four-year-old know it's dark in Hong Kong? And then I countered. okay. Well, how even more amazing is it that he's able to light half of the world while the other half is dark? And then do all that rotation stuff he does with the planets and sun or the earth or whatever else it is. And at this point, I couldn't really figure it out. Then I started thinking, what's her attitude? And I thought, well, maybe she's still traumatized by the basement incident. Which is supposed to be a story for another day, but it's not a good story at all, really. So I'm just going to tell it here real quick about... A year earlier, Greta and the other three kids were all taking naps. I was in the kitchen putting away groceries. We didn't have a pantry, but we did have a metal shelf at the top of the stairs that led to our terribly scary basement. The stairs were wood planks with gaps between them, and there was no railing on the right side of the staircase either. It was treacherous, really, kind of like a death trap. So we usually kept the door shut tight. This day, though, the kids were sleeping. And I had gotten groceries earlier, so I had the door open wide and I was rearranging pasta and soup. And Greta had awakened and made her way downstairs and into the kitchen without me hearing her. So as I was moving around the cans of fruit, she quietly sneaked behind me because she wanted to see what she was never able to see before. What was it that I would block her with my leg every time i had opened the door and lean over there? What was it that I was preventing her from seeing? It had to be amazing. And she walked quickly darting behind me, not expecting stairs. She moved quickly and fell faster. She tumbled down the entire wood staircase and came to an abrupt stop on the cement floor. My heart and stomach switched places for a second and I raced down the stairs and paused for what felt like about a year and a half to see if it was safe to move her. She started getting up on her own and was crying, really hard, kind of like she had just fallen down a wooden staircase and hit the cement floor. So I scooped her up, sat on the bottom step, held her tightly in my arms, rocked her back and forth. I was crying and I was saying, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. She eventually stopped crying. She looked up at me and said, why are you so glad I fell? So anyway, maybe that affected her reaction to me this day. But Either way, she wasn't going to rain on my parade, and I continued my conversation with the Lord. Lord, if you are big enough to light this whole world, or at least half of it at a time, I will continue to rely on you to give me wisdom as I need it, which, come on, we all know is going to be all the time, right? That's it. That's it. Pray continually. Lord, thank you that you let me know I can pray continually because you are always listening. Thank you that you invite us to talk with you all the time, not with meaningless repetitions or churchy words that we barely understand, but with our everyday words in the midst of our everyday lives. Thank you, Lord, that you can show each one of us a good story in the midst of what seems to be a stretch of dark and dreary days. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me to continually ask you for wisdom when I'm at a loss. Prompt me to continually thank you for the sun in the winter and the breeze of spring. Prompt me, Lord, to thank you for sparing those I love from great harm when I can't protect them. Lord, please continue to show me truth in your word that I must not ignore just because it's hard for me to understand.